Hi there and welcome back to the FFS podcast. Welcome back to the MWF series. We've taken a week's break, but here we are nonetheless. And this is episode number three, part two. And uh, I'm guess, I guess you're listening to this on the audio podcast. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, then great, because it's only available for patrons or members. So that's awesome. Uh, but if you're listening to this, you know where to head out to. You can head out to our patron page, check out the tier lists. Uh, I mean, the tiers that we've got, the different membership tiers and the benefits that you gain. But just FYI, or a slight spoiler warning, the video is actually available for all tiers. So even if you're at the lowest tier, the highest tier, you get the video podcast for all of this. So anyway, let's talk about this because I didn't know until recently that there was a Ch- Na- Nations League final. I mean, that's kind of the significance of this trophy. I suppose that it kind of just flies under the radar at times. But I guess, I mean, it was pleasantly surprising to see my team there in the finals. <laughs> I didn't think we'd get past Italy, especially after the Euros. But yeah, but yeah, let's, let's kind of hope that uh, I mean, it was it was a, an interesting match to watch. I again was slightly glad I didn't do a uh, watch along because I felt like it would have been I would have probably dozed off halfway through. But uh, anyway, I guess we're going to be reviewing all of this, and we've got two guests. If you've actually watched our previous Euros tournament, which we've covered during watch alongs, you obviously have seen Gaurav and Denuka on them, uh, and they've supported the various teams that we go- that were in the finals yesterday. So, Gaurav is a France supporter and was there. I think you were there for the France-Germany game, right? For the Euro thing? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was an interesting game as well. Which you guys won, 1-0. I think that own goal or something, was it? Yep. Yeah. And Denuka was there probably for the best watch-along game uh, during that entire tournament. It was Croatia versus Spain, which was exhilarating. It was interesting. I mean, thank God. And it did go to extra time as well, right? which is crazy. But yes, we kind of bonded over our mutual hatred over of uh, Luis, Luis Enrique and the fact that he didn't choose any Real Madrid players and stuck with Morata and all of that. But here we are. We, were, we made it to yet another final and we're going to get their thoughts on this. So, Gaurav, let me ask you before the game began so prior to the game what were your thoughts there how confident were you given the fact that at in the euros you did struggle quite a bit and everyone expected france to be the favorites for the euros especially after the world cup exploits but the form wasn't that great we've also had you know reports of kylian mbappe saying that he's ready to walk away if he's if people think that he's at fault or whatever so all of that combined how confident were you Mixed emotions, to be very honest. Of course, after the Euro 2021, 2020, whatever you want to call it, um, that kind of, I'd like to say disaster because, you know, you expect the France were like the favourites before the tournament. It was a little like, you know, what's happening. But I think that the international breaks, they showed their quality. And the quality has always been there with, with France, right? They can have like two really good lineups. And it's, it's it was fantastic to see them perform um, in the semi-finals as well, and you know the comeback that they had, and of course you know the comeback in the finals as well. So, confidence-wise, was a little bit of a mixed emotion. Um, you know, thought that maybe some egos might get in the way, but you know it seemed like a very comprehensive team performance. I'd like to say at the end of it. Fair enough. And Denuka, I, I guess I have to ask you. First of all, did you expect Spain to beat Italy? You know, Euro champions. Did you expect that result to happen? And 
given that we did get past Italy, how confident were you going up against Deschamps Blues? I actually thought that the game against Italy, Spain were very good. Like we were really good uh, in that match. And I, yeah. I always knew that, uh, you know, going up against France is, you can never take that lightly because so I always see it as this way. So this Spanish team is not that star-studded, yeah. well-rounded yeah. Spanish team that we are used to seeing, right? Yeah. It's, I miss that. But, but I think uh, Luis Enrique has made this team sort of work with what he has and with what he has in mind, his vision. I still don't get a lot of things that he does. Including some decisions in yesterday's match, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but even so, I think he's made this team work. So it's a team minus stars, and but but one that seems to have found its groove somehow, playing together as a team, which is a direct contrast with the France team, the French team, I think, because that is a team that uh, individually, if you look at the players, they're all brilliant, right? They are. Yeah. If, if you look at it like. The, the the team that Spain has versus the team that France has, everyone's going to say that France is a clear favorite. They are the clear yeah. favorites because they have all these stars. I think where uh, Spain could have really capitalized last night was there. You know that team is still finding its groove. I think that that kind of the kind of rhythm that they had going in the World Cup, they did not. That something was lacking in the Euros, and it's still they are still finding their groove. So I think. Spain could have done a little bit more to sort of capitalize on that and uh, I don't know, just let, just like break through this team and um, the defense. I, I actually thought that many many people were giving France hell for like uh, its defense, right? During the Euros especially. I, I actually thought yesterday their defending was decent apart from that howler that uh, Upamecano came, came yeah, on. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that one I'm not talking about. But yeah. um, other than that, I, I thought they were pretty, they were pretty good. So again, it was this clash, right? Because you have Spain who's pressing really well, doing what they always do. They pressed really, really well, I thought, yeah. even last game. And then you have France who actually did defend well. Um, uh, and, and you know, they, they had like a weak spot in Teo Hernandez a little bit uh, because he's not as... Uh, I, I thought that um, uh, Kounda had a much more, like a like a really good game. And then Varan had to go off because of his injury. So, so I, I thought that... Spain could have just capitalized a little bit more over there. But we don't have that, like I've been saying over and quality. over again, right? Yeah. We don't have that quality anymore. That yeah. that attack, that killer instinct, that uh, you need Obvious. those stars. Like an Mbappe who can change the game or a Benzema who can change the game. I, yeah. The only reason I'm smiling so wide despite Spain losing is because, oh my God, that Benzema goal. I mean, the prejudice yeah. in me has to just like... Yeah, that was um, that was crazy. First class. First class. Yeah, I was like, I, yo. I actually <laughs> thought that was Mbappe for a second because that's the kind of goal that we've seen him he score for. Go. Yeah, for he would score, but I mean, Benzema was just in top form. Uh, but I I completely agree. I, in terms of Luis Enrique, even like before when he was the Spain coach, before he took that sabbatical because of personal reasons and all that, I didn't mind him as a coach. As in his mm. playing style was okay. But I feel like, yeah, the quality, the gap shows. It's it's apparent. It's so apparent. Like even yesterday, after sorry, but after France 
scored the the second goal the the winner eventual winner spain has so many chances towards the end and i was cursing left right and center like how could you like they were at yeah. times they were there was an easy shot but they would go for that pass and it just like 10 years ago i'd have been okay fine that's like the del bosque tiki taka you know yeah. that's how they're all playing but right now after seeing like you see pep's man city play or you know see that attacking football real madrid under zidane and all that like it's all fast pace and you take the shot from far out doesn't matter don't play these intricate passes right when you're up there and so like it was like no why are you doing this just take the shot is clear why are you looking for that extra pass that extra pass is what like gave france also the opportunity to defend that because like you mentioned i think france were defensively they had their ups and downs but when they had their downs we didn't have our ups to exactly. capitalize on that and then yeah. and that was the most frustrating part but let's talk about the lineups was there any from both of you was there any sort of surprises there in terms of who was included or who was excluded for me no not really was pretty expected i think it was very similar lineup to the semi final as well i forget if not exactly similar i know varan had to go off because of the injury which is fine i think tuchamani and um, pogba together are like complement each other really well in midfield um, of course hernandez and pavard playing um, you know full backs wing backs and um, loris is there ever present yes. and then yeah the strike force was it, it was pretty it was pretty expected so to say Griezmann Mbappe Benzema I mean you're not really going to change more from that I would be surprised to see someone like a Martial or, so, uh, or something like that or, or you know on the pitch ahead of yeah. them so lineup seemed pretty pretty obvious yeah right and Denuka from Spain any sort of surprises there I I still can't get why we start Eric Garcia but go yeah oh, <laughs> so I was just coming to that and especially because I thought Koke actually against Italy was so good right yeah. Yeah. so why would you not start this is what I'm saying right I don't get these things about uh, Lucho because Luis Enrique because yeah. I mean it's your team this guy started he played well and he had a really good and, and especially against italy like in defense he's he's been really good why would you not start him why would you get him on so late and then of course uh, I, okay i don't want to say anything against uh, garcia because you know that that that's a bit off i mean the, the, nobody could have predicted no. that whole thing and um, i mean with the mbappe goal i'm not giving him grief for that but yeah. i genuinely thought okay uh, should have started and i also thought uh, rodri had a terrible yeah. I, i i did not like him at all uh, <laughs> he had a really bad game and he gave away so many balls so so yeah so these things it's it's just the usual stuff but i think not starting koke i think was very very strange to me that would have been the one one thing of the top and, of my head i agree yeah yeah, yeah I, i agree as well i think when he came on as well like he came on later on right i think yeah. 70 something yeah. 70 something yeah, yeah. i mean that that's when also we started pushing up a little bit more mm-hmm. as well started playing mm-hmm. out a lot more aggressively but yeah i think i mean i, I was surprised to see how well busquets was also doing i mean he, he is quality otherwise awesome. but i think he again at times he can be 
like a little frustrating the the barcelona busquets of trying to keep, like pass it around very intricately but otherwise i think his his movement and his passing was quite superb there and his did range he, did of he, passing he, was fantastic yes did he get like man of the match or something or some, man of the tournament Benzema. something he got no oh. uh, he got something or the other yeah, i, I think he got man of the tournament Tournament. yeah yeah I, I just remember him standing alone with a trophy and i was like what is yeah, he doing yeah benzema was man of the match yeah Yeah, Benzema yeah. was out of match, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I, so let's talk about this game because there were parts where neither team could really penetrate each other, like penetrate yeah. each other's penalty box. But there were times where it was really end-to-end stuff, and uh, it had its ebbs and flows. And I think, I th- uh, yeah, I guess the the controversy, the controversial goal is the one that we probably need to talk about, which is the Mbappe goal. What were your thoughts on that, Gaurav? As a France player, do you think it was offside? Apparently, the reasoning was because Garcia got this light touch, touch. that yeah. it is a second phase or something like that. But what do you think? You know, what what should he have done? Because as a defender, your natural thing is to try and stop the ball, so you can't just let him go because you right. don't know what's behind you. But yeah, yeah but anyway, I, I'm not trying to influence what your thoughts were. But no, 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 no. I just think it was a little unfortunate. I agree yeah. with the logic behind it being like a second phase because he's gotten a touch, and I guess the natural reflex of a last man, so to say, defender before it goes to a player like Mbappe, before the ball goes to a player like Mbappe, and he's like almost one on one with the goalkeeper at that point is you want to try and. you know deviated from his path as much as you can you know stop mm-hmm. it if you have to so that's what garcia did unfortunately it's garcia and he's gotten a lot of slack for it um and not just today i think he's gotten uh, not just yesterday um yeah. you know at the game but i think just his whole i guess but well, technically it is today but, anyway for you guys right yeah that's true okay. <laughs> yeah. um i think his like move after like you know after coming to barcelona as well hasn't been like the brightest so to say <laughs> Yeah, it's just unfortunate. I thought it was a goal. I thought when you have an intentional, it was also intentional, like ball playing movement, mm-hmm. and it does kind of move on to the next phase. And yeah, I guess Mbappe took his chance, and he was clinical at that point. I just want to say Mbappe didn't have a good game at all. Yeah, <laughs> um, until probably like the assist to Benzema and then the goal itself. Yeah, I think he has so many. I remember the one on the right as well, where he just yeah, he kept just shooting straight at the keeper. I'm like, why? Yeah, yeah, he uh, could have passed it a couple of times. Um, he could have held the ball a little bit, waited for some players to come. He could have taken one or two players on. He could have done a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and I want to come out, come up, uh, come to another point later on about Mbappe as well. But I just, I also just remember that I think the first goal for Spain was like a counter from one when Theo's. hit the crossbar or something like that it was just sec- moments later i think, I think both were counters yeah the first one yeah, also yeah. Uh, the first one also was a counter i think pogba did fantastically well to um hold off and i think he got like a yellow card foul as well i forget from whom um in spain and he just got up and moved on and that's when like mbappe kind of um passed it down on the flanks and then you know the theo hernandez crossbar kind of shot and that kind of went to um went counter to um Spain's goal you know Busquets with a fantastic through ball to Ozaver yeah. yeah and yeah the the crossbar one actually when you saw on replay it was actually quite uh, evident that it didn't really because though normally crossbars yeah, yeah. Would, it would really come it would hit up and be close be very close this was really came back out far, yeah. yeah but uh, right uh, then it uh, 
sorry for that little diversion but talking about the mbappe go what were your thoughts on the how do you, how do you think spain would have been hard done by that goal or is that the kind of way that we're moving forward where strikers will have that little advantage when it comes to even var and all yeah uh, so <clears throat> my thing was okay so when i was first watching the match it just happened so quickly i uh i i don't remember was the was the offside flag, the offside flag wasn't up even right no. when the uh, yeah the linesman didn't call yeah so for a second i was genuinely confused because i did not understand what was going on because i didn't i didn't see the whole i didn't get the whole touch thing from eric garcia yeah. so i was first confused i was like what's going on why isn't it a clear cut thing and then fine that then it it came out that okay because it was a touch and so so that whole play was not offside because mm-hmm. uh, of the touch is considered as fresh so so i i get the reasoning behind it and um, so if that has uh, been incorporated as a rule as the guideline whatever that you are going to go by in the book then it is a goal so you know no there's no it's not yeah. this way or the other right it's, it's i'm sorry it is this way or the other it's it's, <laughs> it's either you're uh, going by the book or you're not so no. if you yeah. go by the book that's fine but i think uh, about your question of you know we, we whether we should expect this i i generally think that it's too harsh i i think it's too yeah, go, going forward as as for for someone who's scoring it's it's way too harsh and i see the logic right and i i understand why uh, this rule has come into the picture because it's so difficult otherwise if you unless you pin down a rule to the nitty gritties you cannot really you can you can always have that objectivity in calling something um, an offside yeah. so i get what they are trying to do but i i genuinely think that in such cases it's um, it's a bit harsh for whoever is uh, and especially at this uh, sort of an event like when it's a final and when it really matters uh, i think it's very unfair but um, generally i think that that rule is a bit harsh so irrespective of whether it was spain france germany no matter what that rule i think it should not be this harsh but uh, about mbappe's uh, goal it's clearly written in the rules that it is it is a goal it interfered with the play and uh, he, there was a touch so it's definitely a goal by the books it is a goal so so there's no contesting that but i, I do thought, think it's harsh also i thought like unai simon could have done a little bit better there because i think mbappe was trying a, to be too cute at that area where so, he's yeah. trying to shuffle yeah. his feet and try to score I Unai Simon could have maybe I don't know I wouldn't say I have fallen down or whatever but I think he something or the other could have been probably been done more probably maybe just gone with his feet but you're yeah, risking a penalty it was yeah. also yeah. I'm, I'm just going to come out and say th- say this as a united fan it was if it was dehay it wouldn't have been a goal well yeah I, that's yeah. what i'm saying right i think this would have been perfect for dehay because he tends to use his feet a lot right. more than his hands so i think something or the other would have been there but i just feel like if it there then he would have let slip a couple of those shots that mbappe shot Ooh. right at him <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, no i mean, I mean yeah. unai simon is he's really good he's not we've seen him through apart the apart from that croatia and, game <laughs> <laughs> apart from that croatia game yeah but uh, but he bounced back and, yeah he bounced back he bounced uh, after back. that he made a uh, spectacular say yeah so he's he's really good it's not that he's not good or anything but like i said these are the th- it's it's 
it's just one of those things right because that first half was so you could you couldn't predict like which team would win it was basically like neither there were there were things i was screaming at like spain to do and then yeah. i was grateful that france wasn't wasn't doing because they were not sort of I'm, living up to their uh, uh, standards of being that you know mighty team so yeah. i it was it was both like it was evenly balanced and then um, i think that the turning point for france was the spain goal because yeah. i didn't see you saw like this yeah i think fire. spain was better for most of the game like until spain's goal like you know yeah. until that turnaround point came i think spain was the better team anyways and, and then and about mbappe right so i i think uh with mbappe a there's so much pressure on the guy because you know he is Mbappe. Um, yeah, because he's Mbappe, and yeah, because he's constantly being come him and Haaland are constantly being compared to like uh, Messi and Ronaldo as yep. their heirs and whatnot. So a, there's that pressure, and b, uh, I, I also think that um, who was uh, Laporte actually did really well to sort hmm. of keep Mbappe yeah. in check. So, uh, so, uh, so I would give some credit there also because. there it was they they kept a very tight check on mbappe and did not of course he didn't capitalize on the ones that were easy and yeah. he let away a lot uh, of course but also um, yeah so that's the thing i i don't i can't pinpoint things that spain did wrong the only thing i can say was that we didn't capitalize on those chances yeah. that we got and um, i mean that was about chance no, towards man. the end i was like why would you take it first time oh, you had yeah entire okay. penalty box free in front of you Just take the first touch and slot it, and he took it. Yeah, the volley. Yeah, the volley. volley. And I was like, but the Fornals one, that was scary because it could have just gone. Like Loris could have just pushed it to onto every anybody, any Spain player, anybody in that um, penalty box. Uh, But yeah, that Oyazabal, I was fuming. I was, I was like, no way you can take that. I know. As much as it's, as much as it's Lori and like. He's a Spurs player and all of that, but you don't take that shot from that yeah. far out unless you are, you know, some exceptional sort of player. Which Ozabal is decent, but I wouldn't call him like one of the exactly. most gifted. Yeah, so <laughs> you know, he's not a Robin or someone to take with his left foot volley yeah. and straight up in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow he always tends to be in those good positions. Actually, yeah. Go on, Denka. No, no, I was agreeing oh. with what you were saying. Yeah. Okay, all right, so. France obviously run out uh, run out eventual winners uh, of this nation's trophy so gorup how how much of confidence does this give deschamps and also given that qatar is a year away like a couple of more months and we are a year away from qatar how much of confidence does it give the team and also the higher ups to say that probably like deschamps can do something better and also does this even further hype up france as favorites for Qatar 2022. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. Um of course they won the World Cup. They won the World Cup and then um when it came to the Euros, we didn't do well. But the quality has always been there. At the World Cup we saw that they've been playing really well. In the international breaks we see that they play well. Of course the Euros they didn't. And you know now with the nation you know winning the Nations League, I mean they are good teams. They played against good teams, you know, Belgium, France, and there was Italy in the mix too. I mean even though they didn't play them but like Italy's in the mix too, so it's like Europe's top countries, top teams playing against each other, and they played with strong lineups. So, um, you know, winning this tournament will definitely give them a lot of confidence, and kind of goes back to like when Portugal won um, the nations, the first Nations League as well, and the Euros as well. So, yeah. um, 
So, of course, it's going to give them confidence. And then when you just look at France from an external point of view, again, like I said, you look at those players in that team, you're going to put them up as favorites. I don't think there's any other team at the World Cup that can match the quality that France has, at least on paper. Yeah. And with, Desch- with Deschamps winning the World Cup and now the Nations League, he has to be the right man for the job. They're definitely not going to give up on him. I'm sure that the players understand his philosophy and his style of play and you know how he likes to do it. And, you know, they're buying into it and they're performing that certain way. Right. And Danuka, looking at Spain's side, Luis Enrique, despite obviously his criticism from us and Middle East says and all of that, he's made it to a semi-final of a, of a prestigious tournament and a final of a semi-prestigious tournament in the Nations League. So, but I, I don't know, for me, it's, it's kind of giving me Gareth Southgate vibes in the sense that, but on the other hand, I think Southgate's tactics sometimes are too boring. These guys at least play with some sort of pressing and some sort of style. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot, little more interesting and it's not too negative in terms of formations and all of that. But how is it a promising step for Spain to see that they are regularly competing with, they've beaten the likes of Italy who were European champions. Even in the Euros, they went up to penalties. So, Given the bunch of, and you know, the one thing that I like about the Spain squad is that our youth is so promising. Like, yeah. like leave the others, but like our youth talent is the one that's like I'm really excited for. And so, if he can get something out of that, so how promising is this for the entire team going into Qatar 22? Yeah, I think uh, we throw in like your Ansu Fati and uh, the people oh, yeah. whom you are actually missing right now um, yeah. and uh, given the fact that you know th- this team he, uh, you can see the improvement even from the Euros to like this tournament yeah. right because yeah. they are gelling well they are clicking well and I think uh, uh, Pau Torres uh, Ferran all of them they've, they've uh, as Philip went out I mean I think he is so underrated yeah so um, yeah all of that. so I, I think that this basically this team like I said has clicked it's now clicked and it's just a matter of for, for me over and over again. So if we can find someone for those clinical, like for the upfront finishing and all of that. Upfront, we need to, yeah. If if there, there can be some kind of, I don't know, some magic that can happen. Uh, we there. need and a Dabavi. What Murata actually or really well. yeah. yeah, that's uh, correct. <laughs> so, no, uh, I, yeah, with Murata, I think yeah. the Juventus stint will definitely help. He's done well whenever he's in that club for some reason. I don't know right. what. Yeah, he is, he is a, a, a yeah, I, I just... Um, yeah, I brought that up because, you know, he was having a decent spell at Juventus until, uh, anyway. So, um, uh, yeah, so I, I think this is a very uh, good sort of uh, uh, lead up. I think building up to the uh, Qatar uh, World Cup, I think uh, this is, it's it's a very promising team. And uh, if they can keep going and my my only thing is that, you know, it's the same. So, so this French team, that's the only thing, thing it's lacking. It's basically, Luis Enrique has found a way to work with this team and make this click the way he wants it to work. And that's now happening. And this is what France did during the World Cup. They, they clicked well. And then once they started uh, yeah. uh, scoring, there was no stopping them. And once they started clicking, there was no stopping them. So these guys with, you know, the with the new formation and everything, they just need to find their groove. And I think if their defense can sort of be uh, 
constantly good then <laughs> if there can be some surety then definitely this this uh, france team is one to beat actually so but yeah but i'm very uh, uh, optimistic about the spanish team as well i mean it's it's it seems to be working whatever is happening it seems yeah, to be working yeah. so let me uh, i have a question on this on the spanish team spanish defense per se yeah. would you take region over alonso or would you keep alonso in the team i would probably keep alonso i know he is yeah. defensively is not the best but i think he does provide much more than region does and like, you think that torres and um Laporte, Laporte, kind of cover up for his, I guess, yeah. defensive lacking. Okay. Yeah, and I yeah. think one other thing is also. Uh, so right now, Carvajal is not fit. Uh, yeah. Right again, he's injured. Hey, and, and he's a Madridista. Uh, <laughs> he's a Madridista, and uh, uh, let's be honest. Like one guy who would have made it to the team would have been would have been Carvajal. And uh, I think Luis Enrique said that during the. during the euros as well when he was asked uh, so he he actually said that you know if if these guys were fit i would have taken them there's no there's no agenda and what not and that's a whole yeah. different issue altogether but but uh, so 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 the you, you do have options in the defense if 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 carvajal is fit and if, if everyone else is fit, fit and what not but I, i think even with the ones who have performed right now in this league i think the the, the defense is good so Yeah. Apart from, like I said, Rodri, I think everyone was, uh, Laporta was good. Ferran, even uh, even in the Euros, even in the Euros, our defense was, apart from that Croatia game, our defense was actually a so- was pretty actually, solid. Yeah, it was actually yeah. decent enough to stop. Because I remember like Sweden and all had chances, but we nullified those threats. So it was quite, I was quite confident with our defense. It was our attack that was a little, like lacking a lot. Yeah. And, Yeah, and I was actually watching yesterday's game with like a Madrid fan, and uh, he after Varane got injured, he's like, at least it's not my problem anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's golf's problem. But but talking about that, and I mean, I like I mentioned, I wanted to talk about Mbappe, and I feel like he probably needs to start becoming a little more selfless. Yeah. because i feel like there were times yesterday where he there was a pass to benzema and he was trying to do like you said maybe it's because there's that pressure of him trying to be the star man and all that but i also feel like that psg he needs to probably get out of there before neymar turns him into a complete selfish player of sorts i, I just feel like at, there are there are times where he tries to do the extra bit where when it's unnecessary yeah him. Yeah. and not needed and he yeah. could be a self now i'm not saying that he should be completely selfless okay i mean i mean as a liverpool fan he shouldn't be like a fomino someone who just keeps passing mm-hmm. it to someone else be selfish be like a salah fair enough but at times it just feels like he is trying it because he has to prove so point. so that's the, the thing right uh, with this this th- that's the thing with with griezmann benz and um Uh, Mbappe. Yeah. Uh, it's it's these three people who haven't they 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 all play for different teams and uh, clubs. I mean, and um, uh, they all try to do something similar. So for for Benzema even so so Mbappe. This is Mbappe's natural game, right? This yeah. is how he plays at PSG. So it's it's difficult for him, and I think. Benzema only because of his sort of experience or whatever sort of pulls back and he kind of changes a little bit. Um, so so you see him uh, contribute a little bit more to the defense because uh, he's yeah. not 
I think you know, that's... because Mbappe is doing what he's doing. So, so, and yeah. I think that comes with sort of maturity because he's now a bit. Um, uh, he's, yeah. he's he's got more experience and he sort of dictates the game that way now. Uh, but but yeah. I think this is pretty much his natural game and and he's really young. So I I don't know if. Uh, I, I mean, it, it'll change, I think, but uh, that that's his natural game. Like when when Ronaldo was in yeah. Madrid, it was pretty much the same thing. Like everything revolved around that. The play revolved around that. So Benzema also had to uh, change his role yeah. because the Benzema from Lyon actually was an out and out striker. So exactly, he yeah. changed. Uh, he and changed I guess that he is is what he is right now again in Madrid because of no Ronaldo. He's had to. Prove himself to no, not prove himself, but he had to be the oh, one to score there. goals and yeah, be yeah, the because he became our yeah, uh, yeah, proper sole uh, yeah, provider. Nine, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I I get that, and also I feel like that's why we saw the shift from uh, France in the World Cup to the Euros because Giroud would never be the, uh, like Giroud would be the one who like lay it off for Mbappe and Mbappe would make those runs whereas the holding like, man. Yeah. yeah there's that dynamic has to they've got a gel and Benzema being out of the team for so long doesn't help their cause as well. So that that front dynamic as well needs to change. But that's not to say they're all quality players. So if even if they have eight moments of individual brilliance, that's good enough for France as long as they keep a clean sheet at the back. So but yeah, yeah. I mean so it that that's what it ended up. It ended up France to Spain won and France, the winners of the Champions, uh, sorry, not Champions League, but the Nations League. <laughs> That's weird. And yeah, so congrats, Gaurav. Uh, so how do you celebrate, first of all? Did you, I mean, how, it would have been early. What time was it? Would it have been? It was, what time was it? Um, Like 2.30 or something like that. God, so slept a good night's sleep. Yeah, it was definitely a good night's sleep. I was... I was just awake. Um, so one of the things I like to do, of course, it's pretty late and like I was watching it by myself last night. Um, I like to go on Twitter and just read, you know, the stuff that people say. Everyone was praising the midfield. Everyone yeah. was praising Pogba yesterday and I think he deserved, like, you know, the praise. Um, Benzema as well. I saw some differing opinions on Mbappe and um, that's okay. Everyone was pra- uh, praising Loris for his, you know, last minute saves. Um, so I love I love doing that that's my kind of celebration I guess thing to do of course when I'm with friends it's a completely different thing but last night was more of let's go on Twitter and see what people have to say and Denuga you were watching it along with friends and everyone right I think you uh, did you have a watch along or something of sorts yeah we know we ended up doing a sort of a virtual thing only but huh. um, yeah but for, I mean, for me, it was like, I, I always have these with late night matches. So, I, right up until then, I, uh, I'm i like, oh my God, it's so late, it's so late. But then once it's all there and then after the match, I'm somehow like super wide awake. I yeah. don't know why. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I feel same. Like, all the watch-alongs that we did for the Euro things, right? They were all like late night matches, like 11.45, oh, yeah. like this. And I'd be like dreading. I was like, I really want to sleep. But then... Yeah. At the same time, but that's why I I was like I need to have this watch along uh, or when I do these watch along I need to have somebody there because if I do it alone I'm pretty sure I'll be like at at forty five minutes like nah nah yeah, I'm especially not the France Germany game that we watched yeah, yeah. I could have fallen asleep myself exactly yeah the Croatia Spain one I'm, I I'm pretty sure we wouldn't I wouldn't have yeah, but no I would have probably I actually would have probably gone pissed at. Uh, pissed off at when Unai Simon led that goal and I was pissed off the TV <laughs> saying I'm not watching this um, for a different reason but 
yeah like even the italy england one where it was 1-1 oh, yes. and it went all the way to penalties like it just game. gets too late as like at times oh my god yeah that, that was a good game and the most frustrating part was that it went to penalties and when rashford came on my stream ended okay oh. it just stopped it stopped and i'm cursing right in center oh i was no then i was like i had to go and change stuff and like keep refreshing it and then it came on and Jorginho took his like they I missed the two uh, United misses. misses yeah and then oh, two United misses fantastic. yeah <laughs> the two yeah the two England misses and then Jorginho came and he missed as well so I was like okay great and then Saka missed and the, but that moment it is like like you it's just get so upset like when it happens but anyway i guess that's all the time we have for it. so thank you gorov and denika for coming on here and giving your thoughts uh and thank you for this again one another late night uh, podcast but i mean it was, it was interesting to hear your thoughts on yesterday's game uh, congratulations gorov once again mm-hmm. and congratulations to denika and myself uh but <laughs> hopefully we can fight for another to a title come next year but oh, i yeah With pain. Yeah. <laughs> never know you never know yeah but yeah i guess i mean it's it it was an interesting game and an interesting review and i hope to host you in the near future for future podcasts as well so thank you hey greece won the euros one year that yeah. that is, if that can happen anything can happen yeah yeah, that, yeah. that's the reasoning for I mean, spain's uh, south korea has come to the finals as well <laughs> yeah why not yeah. um so, yeah, let's, let's hope for a um great great world cup as well yep awesome so thank you gorov and denka and thank you to those of you tuning in that's it for mwf episode number 3 part 2 and with that that's the end of episode 3 as well we've covered two games the manchester derby and the wsl and now we covered this as well and uh yeah it'll all be out i think on tuesday so yeah, just tomorrow from recording so we're recording this on monday anyway so that's about it i'll catch you all next week i'm your host pradi once again you stay safe and see you